Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for Crack the Customer Code, the ultimate podcast to help you unlock the secrets to understanding and connecting with your customers. So, Jeannie, in the history of humanity, what four words have it gone together well? Customer service and federal government. I will just go by the look on your face. <laughs> you had there no are a lot of words. There are yeah. a lot of words in the history of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would at least understand it would have some sort of tie to customer service or customer experience. This is the Correct the Customer Code podcast, but I'll tell you more about our podcast and now that we're on episode 470 something later. <laughs> Anyways, guess what? We're going to have great customer service in this country soon. That's what they're starting to say, huh? <laughs> so, all right. In all seriousness, you know, it's almost a joke, right? And that's part of the point. It's almost a joke mm-hmm. to uh, talk about customer service and government, uh, and even more so the federal government, because it's bigger and is just harder harder to do things at scale. But um, And we're not going to talk about politics here. We are going to just talk about government and uh, its customers, which are the constituents. Uh, so President Biden, back in December, did an executive order. Uh, it's called Transforming Federal Customer Experience. I like that they at least use experience. So that that's, that yeah. shows right there just the fact that they had the word experience and not service was just uh, mm-hmm. like they had involved people who knew what they were talking about. So Transforming Federal Customer Experience and Service Delivery to Rebuild Trust in Government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it directs uh, government leaders that are going to be accountable for the experiences of the public when they seek government services. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the sort of one of the big quotes from when they rolled it out was, we have to promote, uh, prove democracy still works, that our government still works and can deliver for our people. And I also think there is a focus uh, on cross-government service delivery. And, I, and that stood out to me because there are so many ways that just like any other organization, if you have silos that don't talk to each other, it creates uh, challenges and obstacles for the customer in their journey. And so by by calling that out specifically, I was like, well, that's a good understanding of, of what customer experience really is in this circumstance as well, because it does take different departments, different organizations, different um you know, institutions really to work together in order to serve the individual constituents. A hundred percent. And I want to, before we get into this really heavily, I just want to say up front in case we do, and I, I think we do have some, you know, listeners that work in government um, mm-hmm. that are in charge. We know people, both of us, um, that are in charge of experience for government. 
that you know it's a joke it's a it's a you know it's a thing at this point because Gus in general government customer service has not been known for being excellent and uh, you know the surveys reflect that and our personal experiences reflect that but I and you and many people have had great experiences in go with government services mm -hmm. I've had actually two incredible experiences just in the last couple of years myself and um, you know we know people that are working hard there are agencies local governments different uh, uh, agencies and departments that have been working hard so when, when we talk about some of this stuff please everyone understand that there mm -hmm. are a lot of people working hard in government prior to this order uh, yep. to make experiences great and are achieving it not just working to do it so mm -hmm. let's say that but it's a big government and we got lots of problems so <laughs> Uh, this executive order includes 36 customer experience improvement commitments. We will not list them all for you, but there will be a link if you want to see uh, some of these details. We're just going to highlight some things uh, across 17 federal agencies and all aiming to improve uh, people's lives. So some examples of this, Jeannie, some of the places, uh, you know, we'll just talk in broad categories, it's like retirement. Right. Mm -hmm. Just being able to claim your benefits. Right. It's... Uh, just one of the hardest things. And one of the themes that when I was reading through this and, and you know, read some articles on it, one of the themes I really pulled out of this, and it's something you and I talk about with the companies we work with, is just legacy rules, right? Mm -hmm. The, the go government, unlike any organization, is hamstrung by legacy rules. They're dealing with a privacy act. So a lot of the things in this are having to, um, they're having to take into account a privacy act that is 47 years old. That's right. <laughs> right. What I mean, what's changed? I don't I don't understand your point. Nothing's changed, right? Nothing about personal information has changed in 47 no. years. <laughs> Just, you know, you're not allowed to go into my snail mail mailbox. That's all. <laughs> I know. It's a it's a federal offense to touch my mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's that's a lot has changed. And then, uh, so I think we've all had the experience waiting on hold with the IRS. Mm -hmm. So just a simple, just a basic modernization of having a call, uh, a callback feature on instead mm -hmm. of waiting on hold for, you know, two, 20, <laughs> 274 hours, um, you can actually do a callback just like you do with your airline or your bank. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of that kind of stuff. And I think the other thing that um, stands out to me here is that they they are considering things like a little more holistically again, just like what we were talking about, because things like, well, if you're on Medicaid and you are, you know, in need of those different health services, you might ha not have the same access to uh, transportation or things like that. So they're increasing telehealth options. It's, it's a simple thing when you think about it, but it's addressing a real need. And if you're not explicit about what the experience is and who your customers are and some of the challenges that they have, then it's really hard to deliver on that. And to your point, there are a lot of really hardworking people who are providing these services, but sometimes they're sort of handcuffed because they are not really responsible for those other services that then they have to refer people to. This opens up that dialogue more. It opens up opportunity to work together and hopefully to provide a more seamless and um, frictionless experience for customers. 
And I will say that, you know, this one of the things that's great about what I'm seeing is that for the last several years, there has been a lot of talk about this. There has been a lot of um, leaders who have stood up and, and talked about how they're going to lead their agency, their specific federal agency in this direction. But I think this is really pulling everybody into that same purpose. And that's what's going to hopefully uh, make things better for the customers, which are the well, citizens. Well, to your point, I mean, one of the things, and you know, it's, a, it's a simple stuff, right? One of the things they're talking about is just being able to update your address if you move with all of the agencies with mm -hmm. one portal, just one time. Right. Uh, and I mean, that sounds like just the most obvious thing on earth, but it's of <laughs> course not because all of these agencies, and you know, one of the things, uh, and it's funny because it wasn't a lot of mention in the things I read, but I know it's an issue. Um, because it's an issue outside of government is they're dealing with legacy systems. Yeah. Oh, of course. Right. They don't have the budget. I mean, they're dealing with, uh, you know, <laughs> computers that look like they're in, uh, you know, when uh, yep. <laughs> Steve Jobs was in his garage movie, right? Right. Um, right. I mean, right. So, I mean, a lot of times that's a huge issue as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I think to your point, that whole, you know, when we look at a company, when we're advising a company, it's, Okay, how do we break down the silos? How do we all get on a, a unified mission, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And you know, doing that with the biggest entity on earth, the U.S. federal government, is no small, you know, right. task, obviously. Um, but I think at least trying to do it holistically will be one of the biggest wins just right out of the gate, right? And a lot of this is around ID and digital verification and all that. Mm -hmm. And you know, oh, go ahead. Please. I was just going to say, I bet a lot of leaders of various organizations right now listening to this can really relate to the struggle of data centralization and making sure that people have access to the right data in the right moment for the customer, but only the data that they need, because we want to respect privacy and we want to make sure that we have those parameters up too. So these are not small challenges. And they're also not unique to the federal government. We are all dealing with these types of challenges right now, just making sure that we can recognize our customer where they are on the journey by having access to the right data in the right moment. Yeah. And then you get, you know, uh, it's one thing to change a policy at your company. It's another thing to change federal law. And a lot of times they're, the policies and procedures you and I talk about getting rid of when we say uh, eliminate hassle from the customer journey, is mm -hmm. literally federal law. Yep. <laughs> and somebody, yep. you know, somebody did something. To, it's the same way it always happened. I, I came up with a term we've talked about before, rule accretion, because you just mm -hmm. add policies. It's the natural tendency of any organization. And, you know, with the federal government, it's just the same thing. Somebody did something. There was a news story one time, and people got in hot water. And now there's a 48-page manual to prevent yep. it from ever happening again. That's right. And it's, of course, the, you know, the cure is worse than the disease 90% uh, mm -hmm. of the time. So, And uh, I think an, another symptom of that, sorry, is that there is a mythology sometimes that goes along with that, too. Because maybe I'm not going to read that 48-page policy, but I heard that what that means is I can't be on the phone with anybody more than five minutes, right? Like, oh, right, yeah. that might not even be in there, but somehow that creeps into the culture as well. And so there are all those sorts of kind of cultural obstacles that happen just by human nature. Yeah. And if, you know, if the administration, again, we're not being political, this is just about leadership. If the administration follows up 
and makes it a focus, just like, you know, we talk about, you know, the uh, CX of the flavor of the month, right? As long as it's mm-hmm. not that, there is an actual focus. I did see one article uh, right before we got on that they were following up with agencies already, and this came out in December, so that's a good sign. That is. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. We're seeing this in different governments. Uh, so um, in Spain, there's an interesting one. It's uh, really specific, and I, I don't know a ton about it, but the broad strokes are they have actually, they're actually getting into how you have to staff. Uh, so anything that's an essential service, water, power, those types of things, and companies of a certain size, they are um, making regulations uh, around like uh, how easy it is to get to a human, mm-hmm. <laughs> how not to get mm-hmm. stuck with a voicemail. I think maybe some stuff with response time. So it, it's interesting. <sighs> It's interesting to see governments understanding the power of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's just smart politics, right? And maybe that's why it's happening, uh, because everybody is so frustrated. And as people like you, Jeannie, and I and all of our colleagues improve experience in the private sector, government just looks worse and worse if it doesn't start making changes. That's right. Because just like everybody else, they're competing with the entire marketplace, not just their industry or their customers' expectations. Those expectations are being driven by the more modern customer experiences that we're all having. So I think it's really exciting what's happening. And I think that we will follow this along and and update you as we hear things. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to my next incredible, mind-blowing experience filing my taxes. <laughs> well, I uh, I think maybe it'll be it'll be somewhere in there. <laughs> Let's set expectations. <laughs> I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to give the IRS a shout out. I have had a couple of amazing agents at the IRS. Yeah, they they are definitely dedicated to this part of the experience. I have seen the same thing. So keep up the good work, federal leaders, and you know, let us know what you're doing. We would love to hear feedback. You know what else we love? We our love audience. our audience. Oh, wow. I got you're it. So good. I got a gold star. You do get a gold star. And uh, you know what? I think we I'm going to pass an executive order right now that we have the best audience and that we will continue to deliver to our listeners. How's that? I, uh, I, well, it's an executive order. I don't have to do anything. I just like one, one of your subjects, Jeannie, I just accepted as it was written. Uh, well, we are always so happy that you're here with us at Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so please check out csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. Come connect with me at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tabork, and you can connect with me free of red tape at customersetstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.